Is it for real? We used to love it then. We watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is, is it, it for real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. And this week we are doing the 1997 um classic katie you got one (laughs) i know (laughs) i know you think i would have had it queued up um romy and michelle's high school reunion uh and it was my pick this week and um without further ado i'll just introduce our introducer so take it away hey y'all my name's kate i'm annie icu's little sister I am so stoked to be talking about Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion today. It's one of the most iconic films of all time, in my humble opinion. Annie and I used to watch this movie a lot when we were younger. We'd fantasize about learning the choreo for Romy and Michelle's iconic dance routine with Sandy Frank at the reunion. I mean, who doesn't always think of Romy and Michelle every time they hear time after time? This movie is one of those movies that never fails to make me laugh and has so many quotable lines. My partner and I quote this movie on pretty much a daily basis, like, Michelle, what does this remind you of, is the most popular one in our household. (laughs) Our friend recently graduated from business school, and we sent her a video message lip-syncing the famous businesswoman special diner scene. I didn't even have to memorize the lines. One of the scenes that always gets me is when Romy is on the hunt for a boyfriend to bring to the reunion, and she's dancing with this guy at a club. After she compliments his suit and asks what he does, and he tells her he's a suit salesman, she leans in and goes, Will you excuse me? I cut my foot earlier, and now my shoe is filling up with blood. Low-key, I've always wanted to use that line myself. There are so many unforgettable moments from Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion, from the dream sequences, to the road trip antics, to the hilarious reunion moments, like when Michelle tells Christy Masters that she hopes her babies look like monkeys. It's truly just such an incredible movie, and I hope you all are inspired to watch it again, as I'm sure you've seen it many times before, and enjoy. Oh, that was Sweet. nice. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. I also demand that all of Annie ICU's family now, just for, I want to hear like everybody, like, I'm Annie ICU's second cousin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just like, just go through whole, the tree. Just go through the I whole know. family tree. I know, I love totally. It. Yes, yeah. So that Annie, I see, you has two sisters, and that is her younger sister, Kate W, soon to be Kate, Kate G, oh. um, Kate, yeah. Kate, two Kates, Kate, Kate G, <laughs> Kate, 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 Kate G. <laughs> yeah, since it's so confusing, I'm demanding that she change her name to Kate, Kate. Yeah, it should uh, be. Yeah. you never, you never go by Kate. No, not really. My family, some my father calls me Kate almost exclusively, but me and Annie talk about this a lot. And this is going to turn into a, a nickname podcast. But like Ooh. when people call me Kate, it's not, it doesn't sound like my name. It sounds like they're abbreviating Katie. Katie. It's oh, like a I lazy see. way to say Katie is just Kate. Interesting. It's With Annie, I see sister Kate. It sounds like that's her name. That's what she is. Like that's her name. But when I see your full name, like Kathleen, right? I'm always like, who is that? Yeah. Because that's like a whole other person. Yeah, totally. Yes, totally. That's a good way for me to recognize who's a telemarketer for sure. Mm -hmm. And I've had to fight to rename Philip's name because, you know, he had, he had a nickname or has a nickname, but I call Phil, Phil. I call him Phil. You like Philip. 
no. Philip, <laughs> yeah, tell us what I've you want. Even drop this because no one follows it and yeah. it doesn't matter. I tried I, to follow it to a T. I want you to know. I don't Go care ahead. what people call me between Phil or Philip, but if it's ever written, I want it written out as Philip. Philip. Oh. People either forget the last part or they glom onto the last part and always just Hot. demand like they'll be like stop he only wants to be called yeah Phillip. totally oh i see and yeah, that's why um, i call you Fil- filipina filipina <laughs> you know once again by my little motto it's it's fine so now now i just say whatever yeah well romy and michelle i had a i was like spent a lot of time thinking about that name romy I, I did just, too that's somebody's name what is it romy. short for i do actually my I neighbor romy in friend you in do. college or acquaintance i guess is more accurate. yeah i have a neighbor named romy yeah but wow. i don't know what it's short for okay i thought about it a lot though but we can jump into our levels, levels. Yeah. yeah um so i will go first um and yeah i'm deciding what to make my level but i guess i'll make my level uh Oh, Ramon level <laughs> um, only because that is the quote that comes to my mind. Um, and I, so this was in 1997. I'm pretty sure I saw this movie in the theater and really liked it. And then Annie was asking me how many times I've seen it since. And um, I saw it probably like two or three years ago, but before that I'd probably seen it a couple of times. So it wasn't something that I watched all of the time. I do remember watching it and I remember really liking it like in 1997 when it came out. My level will be two pinheads try to impress former classmates with far-fetched <laughs> success stories because that's the blurb that I Paramount saw. Plus oh, wow. had uh, uh, on there for the film. And I would think that's exactly how I would describe this movie, having never seen it before last night. Mm. And that that and then I was like really kind of impressed by whoever wrote that blurb because I was like, writing a blurb is really hard. Oh, yeah. And I was just really impressed at how specifically narrow they got in a short amount of time. Um, so yeah, I've never seen this before. I, I, I'm a very big Friends fan, even mm-hmm. though it is very flawed. Um, and I, I tend to put it on in the morning when I'm getting ready for work. Mm-hmm. It's like a comfort show for me, like soothing, um, even though again, problematic, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. But I think in 1997, Phoebe was my least favorite mm-hmm. friend. Yeah. And I was, I wasn't, and I've since evolved, but I wasn't a huge Lisa Kudrow fan. So I think mm. even when this movie came out, I was kind of like not interested in it because I was like, oh, I don't want to watch Phoebe in a movie. She's not my favorite mm. friend. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, my level is going to be escape by helicopter. Cause that's really all I remember from this movie. And mm. I had it in my brain a lot more dramatic. I thought they were on like a ladder going into yeah. the helicopter. That definitely was not the case. I'm sure I saw it in the theater back in 97 and I have not seen it since. Um, and I've I had mildly fond memories of it, but that they were vague. <laughs> it all involved a helicopter. So um, should we say somebody's getting a smoking jacket this movie? Oh, I don't know. Surprise us. Janine. Oh, yeah. Janine Garofalo, of course. So let's see. She was in um Now and Then and yep. also Dogma. Dogma. Oh. Yeah. Right. Yes. Side characters. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I was when, when my couch mate did tell me that I was informed. So, but I just assumed that she had already gotten a smoking jacket. Sure. So I was like eighties, nineties. She's been around. Right. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. I was reading that she got this part, um, based on her character in the Larry Sanders show, which I really love, which is on mm-hmm. HBO, but she, it's a very similar role. She's not as like goth or like intense, but it's a similar vibe. Yeah. I mean, she has sort of a vibe. It's true. It's like, it's kind of her stand up vibe, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing that this movie has is kind of like an incredible eighties, nineties time capsule soundtrack. It's amazing. Yeah. Which in in 1997, when I had gotten, you know, was about to get my driver's license and was like driving around with friends. Like I'm just a girl was like yeah, 100% a song playing all the time that very yeah. like new no doubt Gwyneth, not Gwyneth Paltrow what's her name <laughs> Gwen Stefani uh, Gwen yeah. Stefani but they were popular the same times Gwen I know Gwyneth. Gwyneth I'm sure Gwyneth. it was like a people magazine and cover. Gwen is probably a nickname I mean yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> short for Romy yeah and that's how the movie starts with this sort of like montage of fabric swatches <laughs> yes and I'm just a girl playing yeah. And then we, we go to Venice Beach where Romy and Michelle live together. Yeah. And they're watching Pretty Woman. Yeah. And now you apparently can rent and stay at their apartment. I was reading little, that. Yeah. Oh. In Venice Beach. Yeah. We learn later that that Romy is exclusively supporting Michelle to live in this apartment. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's unclear for like how long Michelle has been unemployed. Like they, they you know, they're going to their 10-year high school reunion. It seems like they've not gone to college. Um, and so I guess they just went from Tucson to Venice Beach and Michelle, yeah, Michelle's been unemployed and Romy's been working at a car dealership. So and she must be like to be... embezzling money from that <laughs> yeah, dealership. <'cause>... Totally. <laughs> That's expensive, even in 1987. Yeah. They're supposed to be 28. But yeah. Mira, Mira Servino is 30 in this film oh, and Lisa Kudrow is 34. Oh, interesting. And I was trying to remember as a kid, like, did I think that these two were old or young? Like, did I think that it was like pathetic that they're going to their 10 year reunion and, you know, haven't made much of themselves as, as far as what they their self-reflection is or did i think like oh yeah these girls are just out of high school you know what i mean i can't remember did you guys go to your 10-year reunions i haven't been to a high school reunion i think i stopped by on a whim because it was happening i was like driving it was happening in old ellicott city and i was driving down the hill and up to my parents house and i like i knew i was driving by it it was happening in la palapa in ellicott city and i was like (laughs) you know what perfect i could go for a brain blow right now (laughs) Fiorita. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I just like pulled over and yeah, walked in, you know, with shorts and like a tennis shirt, I'm sure, you know, classic Kathleen. Cool. I mean, I mean it, if, if I could stop into mine, if, if, it, if it yeah. didn't require a flight, I might, but it's yeah. like, ugh. I mean, oh yeah. yeah, I did go to my five-year reunion, which was at power plant live in Baltimore at like nice. the have a nice day. Cafe I think so. I think ours was somewhere like that too. Our five-year I did not go to my 10. And then I think, I think we are the generation specifically us where reunions become a little obsolete because of social media. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're curious about somebody, you can just find them. Um, and you're like, what we're going to go there and people are going to be like, Oh, I had a baby. And they're like, yeah, I know. 
I yeah, saw it on your, absolutely. Saw it on your social media, like every day, all day. Well, that and Bridget are, is, are you the same room? Like my 20 year was COVID it was canceled. Yeah. And then it was just, there was a 20 year reunion because I was, I was 1999. So, mm. okay. So you were 2019. Yeah. So we were 2020 and it was just like, here's a question for you guys though. Is that at, in Romeo and Michelle's like, I, every, like, I remember this one. I remember like the beautiful girls high school reunion. There's a lot of movies with high school reunions in them. And I always remember them as going back to their high school gymnasium. And that's never what they do. Hmm. And it's like never what anybody does. And in my opinion, I want to go back to the high school gymnasium. If they had the high school reunion at the high school, I might want to go. Otherwise, mm. I'm like, I am not going to a Tex-Mex place on Main Street. Yeah, My high school's gone. Oh, wow. Suburban so Park? Yeah, they re- they completely demolished it and bought a, a bought they bought a new one. They <laughs> built a new one mm. right next door and turned the oh, old one into like a parking lot, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess that would make it tricky. Yeah. But anyway, so now my question obviously is like, what are these accents that these women have? Well, I grew up thinking that Mira Servino's accent was a Baltimore accent because it sounds like it. She's like, Michelle, you think I would do that for a car? Get in. Oh, Ramon. Oh, yeah. Ramon. It's like, well, Jeff, <laughs> you know what I mean? Jeff it's like a it surfer like Baltimore accent. Midwest Valley girl. Like. And then I was like, I, do people from Tucson talk like this? I know. Yeah. But I and, think well, what it is. Go ahead, Phil. I was just going to say, I'm watching the dropout right now. So mm. uh, I think Romy yes. sounds a lot like Elizabeth Holmes with totally. a little bit of Valley sprinkled on it. So that's where I'm. I think. And I want to listen. I didn't want to listen to too much about this movie before doing the podcast. But I think I've heard Mira Servino talk about the accent. And I, I think because she's from Jersey. And Jersey and Philly and Baltimore have a similar uh, vibe. Like we all say water, for instance. But I think it's her. I mean, I think it's her. Well, Philly and Baltimore are similar, but like I think it's we her all East don't Coaster. say water. Oh, yes. I, I see what you mean. Yes. Let me be clear. You know, we all say water. Yes. Um, but I think it's her being on an East Coaster doing a Valley Girl. I think it's like, yeah, I can see that. Okay. Yeah. But it's sure. supposed to be Valley girl. It's basically. very effect affected because <laughs> Lisa Kudrow's voice is so specific and she just, I think has that voice. Like, she I did, think she she's did have a few on. Phoebe moments in there where she oh, for was sure. very Phoebe like, yeah. Well, I also know that Tony Collette, Australian actress right. uh, was supposed to be, I, I, Think Romy, Romy, I think, yeah. and she couldn't get a handle on the, the accent, uh, and that's why she ended up dropping out. <laughs> the Baltimore East Coast Jersey, the, yeah. the Baltimore Jersey yeah. East Coaster Surfer that's Valley funny. Girl accent. Because I don't think Mira Servino had a handle on that accent either. No. I mean, well, I think it was wild. <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, she had like Jersey accent coming through. If Tony yeah. Collette had done it, it would have been an Australian on, accent. And I, could, I could see that oh really not Let's working. get out of here. <laughs> on the bar day. <laughs> and she like drops her voice a whole octave. It's not it's yeah. wild. And so I do want to mention like, so, you know, Mira Savino, you bring up a good point, Phil, where like it was Tony Collette and then there's all this drama of like, there was somebody else that was going to be directing it and it was in development hell for whatever. And then they ended up bringing on the actual original writer back and, and they cast Mira Servino after she won an Oscar for Mighty Aphrodite. Cause before that, I think she was more of an unknown, even though she's Paul Servino's daughter. Um, but 
Lisa Kudrow like originated the part on stage because Romy and Michelle are actually characters in another play. And Lisa Kudrow, the bathroom or mm-hmm. um, ladies, ladies room, ladies room. Yeah, ladies room. So Lisa Kudrow had been playing it forever. So it's like they, she was solidified. And then it's like they had to find Romy, I guess. Here's an interesting take is that. <laughs> <laughs> these, oh, no. Well, these are characters who have nothing going for them. So I guess it's kind of interesting to think. Or about do that, they? Right. To, to think about yeah. like developing characters that have nothing going on. Well, I was go ahead. No, I mean, maybe I'm saying that they were just minor characters in the play. Yeah. Like it wasn't all about them and we can. They're like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they, I guess, were written into it because the writer like overheard a conversation in the bathroom that she thought was the most like banal idiot, like, you know, ridiculous thing ever. And she just was like, oh my God, what if I wrote two girls that were doing this? But then I guess like the original (coughs) script did not have their friendship be as tight. Like I think in the stage play, I mean, they're side characters, but I don't think they're just kind of vapid, like on the side people. And then I think it just, I think originally this movie ended um, with them flying off in the helicopter and they were like, well, what's it all about? Like they didn't have the scene with them back in the store um, in Venice. So they had to kind of tie it together as to as far as oh, like, oh, their skill. So they had to backfill that one girl from the A group thinking that they were like fashionistas. Like they edit, they back edited. Like oh, that one girl oh, who was like, let's give them a chance. Wait a yeah. yeah. Even in high school. Right. Like they edited yeah. that back and they just like put uh, some stuff yeah. in about them being like, they mm. do know what they're doing. You know, it, we'll get to that. Eventually, because yeah. I've, I've got some thoughts on that. But anyways, we need to get back on track. Um, yeah. So Romy works at the Jaguar place um, and she has the sort of mechanics, one being Ramon. Ramon. <laughs> uh, and then she meets Janine Garofalo in line. Um, Heather Mooney. Heather Mooney. Thank you. And her employment is... Cigarette. She's inventor of a cigarette to make it burn faster, which we get the flashback to. Oh, um, I missed that she, part. Yeah, she wants to invent the cigarette that you can fully smoke during your break right. and not waste it. For like a woman on the go. For but a woman on the go. That's where they learn about, the, she learns about the high school reunion, right? Right, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, were yeah. they just not invited or? I mean, <laughs> or they, I mean, they might just be not on top of it. Like, I don't know if they're checking mail. <laughs> I'm because sort of, they moved and they didn't yeah, know maybe, I did that and I'm not too worried that my high school doesn't know where I live so it's like eh. okay fair yeah um so we get we have a lot of flashbacks oh well we have to say a very important plot point which is that we learned that Janine Garofalo's character was in love with Sandy Frick Frank in, in love with not a crush there's a difference which she says a million yeah. <laughs> I said difference. in love with right no, I was doing the quote from the okay. movie. All right. You did okay. say in love with. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then we uh, flat, we go to like this, like they're looking at their yearbook and they're flashing back mm-hmm. um, to, to like learning about these characters. I do appreciate the devices in here of like the flashbacks or the dream sequence kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So yeah, we basically like see that they were, you know, they took their they took their class photo to their yearbook photo together. <laughs> I which I think it's funny. Maybe like what a that. controversy that was. <laughs> oh my god! And the one kid that argued to be in between them because it's yeah. like Romy White and Michelle Weinberg. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> right. Something. Yeah. Oh my god. 
and then they kind of like look at different pictures we see like she's like why didn't any of the drama club boys like me you're like well okay we get it um and then oh we, yeah we meet oh, alan yeah. cummings character um who is sandy sandy frank <laughs> yeah that was sort of a surprise for me that he was in this movie i was like oh that's a right weird actor to be in this movie yeah no the tone of it, I was telling Annie, like the tone of this movie to me is as if like Wet Hot American Summer was directed by John Hughes or something mm. or like, or John Waters. There's like this like kind of like uncomfortable or John like, Grisham. Right. It's just a discomfort to like everybody in it. Like everybody hates their childhood. Everybody hates high school except yeah. for Michelle, I guess. And then, but and, there, and, and it's absurd in a lot of ways, but it's like not so absurd. It's just wild. Right. It is absurd. It is sort of like, especially in the flashbacks, but then again, they are memories. So, mm-hmm. and we're getting them from their point of view. So it could just be very distorted. Right. And as you said, like the first draft of this was a lot meaner and didn't have that softer mm. side. So I think there's sort of remnants of that that are sort of yeah. peeking out a little bit more pointedly at times. One thing, it's in a rumor for my bummer, but is the whole through line of Romy being fat in high school. So, and then you know, like what's, talking about it. Ad I hated nauseam. it. I just I hated oh. it. And what's wild is, is I just don't I remember maybe that line of like when you lost all that weight or you were fat or something. And then they flash back. And what they don't do is they put Mira Servina, I guess, in a fat suit, but they don't do anything to her face. So I, as a kid, I just don't remember. I just remember them saying she was fat and I don't remember it being visualized at all. I just, I just remember one line and now rewatching it. I'm like, Whoa, that is such a through line to this movie. I don't like it. Like, I know it's, I just wrote, ugh. Um, they do. So we kind of meet some of the other characters, Billy Christensen, who's like the jockey, yeah. Love interest. Awful. This just in not that cute. <laughs> no, they keep on talking it's about a, how cute he is. And I'm like, what? Weird casting, weird looking right? Dude. Yeah. yeah. But bit of a pony. Yeah. I would say he's a pony come to life. Yeah. Um, he looks like a pony. So. Is that what right? you mean? Yeah. He looks like, like a, pony. a literal pony come to life. <laughs> <laughs> I think a bit of a pony. And we all immediately like, just yeah, he's a movements pony. as well. He's always yeah, just he's like, like <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was asking Annie, he's like, it's, he's supposed to be like catatonic. Like he, you can't tell what is going on in his brain. Ever. He just stares at her. Yeah. And then he talks like such a moron. But that's what I mean. That's what's kind of about the absurdist thing. Like he's not absurdist enough like i want him right. to just be more of a moron or more yeah. over the top yeah it like was it's just like right on that uncomfortable and maybe it's right. supposed to be where you're just like it's just like muted and kind of like bland and you're like push it one way or the yeah. other like yeah make us yeah, all you have a crush on him or make I, hate right. him. it's such weird casting and direction because like he also to me i didn't look up how old he was but he seemed like he was 35 yeah. or he had yeah. 40 like wrinkles like yeah, and he didn't he he didn't all of those back to- all of those women had well oh, I yeah. mean even for twenty eight but their cast yeah, yeah exactly but for twenty eight a lot of yeah. those women had a lot of wrinkles yeah totally I mean twenty eight year old today I'm like what are you fifteen like I oh yeah you know what I mean totally I don't we- know oh sorry I was, I was just, just gonna, I- oh no go for it <laughs> go for it go. <laughs> I don't, I don't know where this fits in the world of like making fun of somebody or teasing people. So, but the, the neck brace oh, yeah. is like a thing. That's like, that was like, that's what I mean with the giant eighties and the nineties. Yeah, everybody yeah. being so awkward and unfortunate. 
Yeah. And one of my hummers from this film is like at the end where we get Michelle saying, I thought high school was great until you told me it wasn't. And I thought our life was great until you told me it wasn't. Sometimes I think like think that is like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that about my life. I'm like, oh no, everybody else is looking in being like, she's got to get yeah. it together. Yeah. And I'm just like skipping down the road. But um, I really liked that. And I'm sure that's part of Phil, you're saying like added in as like this like light, like mm-hmm. jo- joy and not just like ditzy meanness. Uh, then we also get our first um, Heather saying, oh, Toby, fuck off, which yeah. I, I enjoyed every single time. Cameron Mannheim, which is fun. What else has she been in? Oh, my gosh. She was in the show oh. The Practice. And was she in yeah. Was she in Allie McBeal? She was in The L Word. Like one she looks episode. like a human that I know in real life. And I know. I was, I was yeah. very confused the entire time. I, I turned and I was like, who is that? Because I think I know her in real life. Me too. I feel like that too. But I think the practice is, is that what it was? She was on this legal drama for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. So should we cut to, should we cut to the prom? Uh, We have a little, just a little bit of, so they get a car, they try to get boyfriends and they. Oh, no, wait. Oh, not, not the reunion. I was still like at the the real prom, like the flashback prom. Yeah. Dude, yeah. So yeah, they're, and both of the women are dressed like Madonna, which I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. I thought great outfits. They look great. Also, these women are like beautiful. Yeah. They're both beautiful and their outfits were great and I love them. (laughs) so well that's part of what was like so unbelievable about like billy like is his name right the like the pony Mm -hmm. um not dancing with her it's like mira servino is the most attractive woman in this yeah floor so like i don't get this making fun of her i didn't understand it uh i fun note uh apparently in germany they don't have proms or dances really um of course not they just go out to the club (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one thing I did want to note because they play again I love the music they play whip it at this prom and I was I was like okay when did whip it come out do you guys know wasn't uh, it like 80 I want to say like 84 is it too, yeah. is that too early 80 oh. oh my gosh and um you know I was thinking about like oh, okay so that's like a seven year was mm. it like because this prom is supposed to be 1987 right? right and then i started like thinking about time and how upsetting it was and how us listening to whip it today would be the equivalent of somebody in 1980 listening to a song from 1938 <laughs> <laughs> i love how quickly you can freak yourself out with like, time yeah. like a time song gap. from 1938 it's like that's the time difference from today where i'm like oh whip it that's a contemporary song from our mm-hmm. lives <laughs> And it's because Devo is always contemporary. Yeah. I mean, he's making it, movie soundtracks now. And they were going to make a, they were going to make a musical with my work with a certain oh. very famous skateboarder. Oh, right. what? That's not happening. I don't know, it's not happening. I don't know if oh. I can talk about it. <laughs> I've been telling yeah, everybody that yeah. when it happens, I'm going to get tickets. <laughs> I would love for you to come, but no, oh. it's not happening with us. But uh, Tony Hawk does talk about that a little. I think I mentioned this before on this episode of Smartless. Um, oh, cool. Want to listen to him just mention that he's dabbling in musicals. Okay. Um, but yeah, Devo 
was was involved in that. Yeah, as well. I've re- I mean, yes, yeah, I, I've been looking forward to so, it. <laughs> the one the one thing I want to mention about the prom before we get away. I mean, Mira Aromi is asking someone else's boyfriend to yeah, dance at totally. the prom. Yeah. So it's like, at first I was like, well, the Mean Girls prank isn't that bad. It's sort of like in relation to you're asking my, you're trying to get my boyfriend. Um, yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, and then... We go back to the present and that's where yeah. they make the plan to go to Tucson, right? And they are starting to do this in the laundromat when they have the like the exorbitant questionnaire they have to fill out in order to return home for their reunion. Um, Right. And this is where they kind of Romy at least kind of thinks like we haven't really done anything. It's not like our lives aren't that impressive. Like you don't have a job. This reason that Michelle's unemployed. (laughs) Right. And we fall into this like forever long montage with three things they're working on. One of which is weight loss again. I know. I um it's weight loss boyfriends and a new job job yeah yeah right so we kind of like do this montage between different experiences i did enjoy how sad that discount store that she was interviewing to work at was Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he says like i you can you know you get half off the merchandise or something like or you you get the discount too like i got this tie for a dollar and she's like you paid a whole dollar for that (laughs) It's just, I don't know. And not the sad quality, but sort of the layout looks like the value village in Highland Town, which I've gotten some amazing things from. But it's just like, It looks exactly like it. I know. Mm -hmm. This is where we get the the line that Kate mentioned about uh, Romy trying to pick up the guy and saying she just walked away and said her shoe was filling with blood, which is very funny. I do like that line. She sold it and hobbled out of there. She hobbled away. That line was was amazing. I love it. I mean, I think this movie has such great one-liners, but like, why did she say that? Because he wasn't successful. He's a suit salesman and that's why he had a Mm -hmm. nice suit. So like next she wants the finance share, whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those outfits they're wearing in the gym were like the last scene. They're like on a treadmill and they're wearing like those like very structured kind of heels. And then like just neon metallic, like two pieces. And I'm like, that is very nineties. It's very like spice girls meets. Oh yeah. You know, clueless. All of their clothes look so like unforgiving and uncomfortable. They're just like, they look like the people from With It, like just like just fully plastic. Oof. So they get defeated and then they go home and they eat everything instead. I know. I don't Um, ever relate to this scene. It's like in the history of the world, has somebody eaten this much junk food in one night? I mean, it's I don't wild. know. It's such a trope that you see. I don't like it, especially with women. And I I'm know, just like like Kathy cartoons. Yeah, you'd be I don't sick. Like it. Or I the didn't... movie Heavyweights. Um, yeah, that's true. Or Hook. I did enjoy <laughs> that there was like a a half eaten like ham on the table. I was just kind of like imagining like <laughs> what world would you just like get yeah. a, a honey baked ham and pick at it. Mm. Um, delicious but then they realize they're gonna lie instead and that's how they're gonna which they should have just thought oh i know i know that like brilliant (laughs) idea is so funny i mean and this is sort of the debate i had so was it harder and and i think there's an easy answer harder to sort of bs this sort of thing before the internet was everywhere or easier because it's like they couldn't look up who or where like the headquarters of 
you know, post it. post it was, but then no one else could either. And it just was right. like random knowledge, you know, no one or, can really call someone out on it. On the lie, or it's a good point with like, even Bridget, what you're mentioning earlier, as far as like knowing someone's life. Like, I think part right. of the conceit here is Tucson. I mean, man, every Tucson is every movie's favorite punching bag, right? But that, <laughs> oh, I've got, yeah, <laughs> that like you can't I like Tucson. I love Tucson. Phoenix. That's the thing. <laughs> also, do you guys know when post-its were invented? No. So did you look it up? I just did. When? 1968. Well, that was part of my question about this lie. And I think that's part of the joke of the movie, too. It's like you probably went to high school with people as you were using post-its. So right. it's like know. everybody knows you did not invent post-its. It's so funny. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess the but- conceit is that like no one gets out of Tucson. And so they did. And now no one would know anything about them. They can make up their lives. But in a world of social media, that's just not true at all. Like everybody right, no. would know that they lived in Venice and what they wore and, you know, where they were going. Right. Every they day. would totally be over posters, I think. <laughs> but yeah, totally. they, they could be faking their post, you know, in, in anticipation true. of this. That's um, true. But I do want to go back to the Tucson thing because every time they <laughs> mentioned it, I was thinking of the wonderful movie Hamlet, Hamlet 2. Oh. Uh, the, the quote, I think, that ends the movie, it's like, Chewy, you're going to have a magical life because no matter where you go, it's always going to be better than Tucson. <laughs> yeah. Aww. I think um, what he says is like, Chewy says, is it better than Tucson? And he's like, it's good. Yeah. Because <laughs> no matter where you go, it will always be better than Tucson. I love Tucson. I'm yeah. Um, I stopped there on my way when I moved out west, and it we it was lovely. I've spent a lot of time the night, and I love it. But it is, I it is just the west coast, West Virginia, or something. I don't know. People love know. slamming on Arizona Tucson. is the pits of America, anyways, except for Scottsdale. Uh, um. So. Romy fakes some sex with Ramon uh, in order oh my to get God. the car. Oh my um, God, it's love it. I like these quotes. It's just like, discover me, Ramon. <laughs> you are Columbus and I am the new world. Oh, Ramon, discover me. Oh God, I could listen to her. This is my favorite scene, like hands down in this. <laughs> and just even also like once you, the gag of like, even her walking in there all sexy and then being like, what do you want me to do? No, I'm not going to do anything for you. I just want you to give me the car. Right. <laughs> which is such a crazy risk on his part like don't do this you oh, know yeah. this car is not coming back which spoiler alert it kind of doesn't and right, then yeah. and then like i do like the gag of like them listening to them you mm-hmm. know have sex and it's just him talking to her and i just like the power dynamic in it because she as gross as the scene is kind of Romy yeah. definitely has the power in this and is even la- laughing as far as like what no like i'm not saying that i don't know yeah no i agree I like the gag of them listening. I li- I'm always up for like a funny, a funny fake sex gag. Yeah. You know, because it's again, as long as she's got the power in it, I think it's kind of funny. Although I will quibble a little bit because mm-hmm. she's like, okay, okay, we're done. And then she's like, I wanted it to be accurate. And it's like, well, it kind of would have been reversed if you were making that burn joke. But yeah. The believable, like that he would have <laughs> no, said. No, she was said done. it was so quick, but it was she claimed that it was she was the one who was finished oh yeah and so it's i don't know right 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 true it's the most minor of quibbles um <laughs> also so they're driving to tucson uh can we just carrying- talk really quick about how they're driving that car down the boardwalk basically in venice <laughs> so this is this is i i, I wrote that down um 
because I have been to Venice and I, I guess I am always perplexed with like how much of a thoroughfare that is. Like I've ridden a bike there, I guess, but yeah. like, can you, and I get, cause I was asking Annie, it's like, can you actually like drive? And she's like, maybe to just pull up, but you can't you like drive pull up down to unload, it. but you can't unload. And you can't like drive right parallel. I know no. I was always as a kid. Cause I of course compared it to like ocean city boardwalk. I'm like, what are they doing? Like, no, and there are, are very they comparable streets like that here in San Diego where like you wouldn't drive your car down it. I don't, it's more like residential or right. like, I don't know, but yeah, it was also, funny that that's where their car was and it was backfiring so much. Is that what it was doing? I see. Yeah. Yes. And then it just starts working after a while, but it's yeah. funny. that it's like, it, I like the, I like that gag too of the woo. Okay. Tucson, here we come. And then just <laughs> boom, yeah, like three times, basically. I like it. So I was going to say, how long do you think that drive is? Bridget, you mm. may know, but well, I think it's like eight hours. Yeah, it's like seven and a half, which is crazy to drive that far. <laughs> I was going to say, hair down, from, Tucson, down. <laughs> from Tucson to San Diego is not as far. Right. Maybe like six hours. But yeah, I imagine the CEO, two business ladies would not be. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. Flying. I've done yeah. that drive and we did not have the top down with scarves on. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, what a nightmare. But they do have a sweet mixtape they're going to listen to, which is, what is the song that goes on when they put it in the car? Is it Comma Chameleon? I don't no. think so. But Oh my I gosh. Don't... Annie I I see is going to kill me because she Well, it was, was like a big deal and then they put it, it in and then they played, yeah, like a very, oh, Footloose. It was Footloose. Yeah, Footloose. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then we get to the other scene that Kate was talking about in the diner where they they that that little sweet little waitress that I thought was um what is that man that is in so many memes these days and he looks like that's his sister um and he was just oh. a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race um Leslie Jordan I thought it was like Leslie Jordan's sister I was like that has to be related to Leslie Jordan. that's funny anyway she kind of has the vibe of like the 16 candles grandma yeah bit. yeah she's very sweet very sweet. I think that's, I think honestly, like if we're hitting on favorite scenes that are not Hummers, like this is my favorite scene. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. <laughs> it's just so specifically random with the yeah. whole, like, it's like a businesswoman special. Um, and then the woman's just like, well, what's your business? And they're just like, they don't, it's, they, don't have it, they give it such a long time. The uh, editing is just, and then Lisa Kuzma's so just, dumb. They're it's so, so dumb. dumb. Yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> oh, God. But then they have to have a fight. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Bummer. they fight over who's Mary and who's Rhoda. And uh, then we get, I, I blinked for a minute and I thought we were actually at the reunion, but instead we're at the imaginary reunion. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it, well, it's they, a purposely, dream. they purposely it's a, do that. A dream reunion, right? Yeah, and you didn't know blink. it's, well, you know, it's fake because after a little bit though, it takes a minute. I knew pretty much right away. Cause it was like hazy and people were being weird. And oh, then really? like, well, yeah. And then like Alan Cumming, like floats out of a limousine. Well, sure. No, then, that, you know. that, yes. And I, I feel like I only knew when she recited the formula for post-its and i was like oh oh i mean i've seen yeah. it before too i mean i will say i got so confused because i thought the second part was a dream because the second part is almost equally as absurd yeah. like it's not that toned down yeah um, i think actually i was reading that they had to add stuff like the flat like they 
they had to like nail the first one being a dream more because of that, which like, yeah. again, um, but I was convinced that we had Michelle's dream and then Romy's dream and then the truth. Uh, and so I was mm. so confused when this movie ended. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Well, this is like kind of both of their dreams though, right? I think so. No. They play it off as Lisa Kudrow's dream because she's asleep in the car. Oh, and she she hears the honk but it, oh, yeah it I almost see. starts it's almost as if they've both had it but then she's like i just had a dream and we weren't friends my take is like they're such good friends she would dream for both of them yeah. but i think it was really <laughs> so just true. michelle's yeah dream okay it highlights of the dream that we want to share like uh Sandy's new face was just so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, um, the prosthetic. Uh, I'm trying to think of. I like the part where they come out after they win the most best changed since high school, and they they come out like I both can't of buy their... my top. <laughs> she has a good dress of a top. Uh, she's wearing a bra, and then like both of their cars are waiting for them. And yes, they're, they're, yeah. they're moving like really. Sl- it was very it... like fantastical that was a fun yeah moment. they almost they kind of nailed dreams in a way of like unexplicably people just flying out of the car like yeah oh, okay. i love that it's little a... yeah i did yeah. too i like that moment that was fun yeah um and then we get to 70 years later which is where michelle is with alan cumming and they're very old they would be like 98 years old yeah they'd be very, uh, old. very old i this part of the movie i fully uh couldn't remember and i think it's so trippy like seeing i mean lisa kudra's makeup looks actually pretty yeah good and then you see billy who's his son it's very like back to the future ish yeah um but and then romy's yeah. dying is that the sound that is the just on her deathbed yeah but the, the, what's oh, the wait, no, she she dies yeah yeah and she dies the and then stuff? I think it's like the the button to press to hang up is confused with the honk of the horn yep, and the horn is in yeah. real life and that's how Lisa Kutra is woken up. Right. And now we're in the real prom. Mm-hmm. Um, reunion. You guys keep saying prom. Yeah, sorry. You're right. Yes. <laughs> we're in the real reunion. My note says prom one, prom two. <laughs> <laughs> so we learned that one of the mean girls has split from the mean girls and so she doesn't hang out with them anymore. Yeah, not the so much. All the mean girls are pregnant. All, all the mean them. girls, all the A group is pregnant. And what I do love that they address in this movie after I wrote it down was that like, like Romy, Michelle, like that, like, I think it's Mira Savina that's like, I know what you mean. Me and Michelle had a falling out two hours ago. <laughs> like they've <Yeah>. been <laughs> best friends for 10 years and two hours before the reunion. Because the rest of them are like, yeah, we don't really talk to each other. Oh, it's so good. Um, I have a lot of weird notes here that I don't know what they mean. So you guys might need Uh, to chime in. We have Janine Garofalo that shows up uh, to the reunion. Um, Then she, of course, enters by, you know, telling uh, Toby to fuck off again. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Let's see. We get the line that was mentioned about, I hope your babies look like monkeys. Um, well, and Janine Garofalo ruins the lie too, right? She's like, you sure, didn't invent right. post-its. Like I went, and I think she says the inventor of post-its, of course, like he didn't go to business school with wherever, but. Right. Um, well, okay. So I want to ask, cause I saw this in the, the facts and they were sort of fact checking it. But when I was watching it, I thought she just said, I learned about this in business school. Oh, maybe she did. That's what I took it at. But the fact checker was like, oh, they got it wrong by saying they went to business school with this person. 
Oh, I heard it mm. that they went to business school together, but maybe she just said I learned about it. In I heard school. I learned it in business school or because, we, like, we learned it in business. school. Yeah. And she would. Right. Like, it's interesting how many people they and they even call out in this movie like everybody's invented something like Sandy's invented glue that they use or, or rubber that they use for every shoe. And right. Janine Garofalo's invented like the paper, fast burning paper. And then Romy is like invented post. It's <laughs> um, interesting focus. Hmm. And so the other thing I had is the mean girls, because they're also when she says I invented post-its, they sort of laugh at her. Yeah. But then later they real once she gets outed, they're like, oh, my God, you were lying. And so it was like they were laughing at her because they just didn't care about her being this person. I, 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 I totally know what you mean. And I think it was not great editing or like a script thing but i think what they were going for is like clearly they kind of know she's lying when she says post like everybody kind of knows she's lying is what it seems like complete proof okay they don't have complete proof and then when she finally when she's caught in the lie they just double down like they're Mm -hmm. waiting for her to get caught in the lie and i think they're Mm -hmm. delighted in it i think but it's weird it doesn't sell well but yeah I just have a weird note here about somebody inventing puppets. Is that a part of po- this movie? I think post-its is maybe. Yeah. No? <laughs> so in my, in my, I had a little moment. Uh, I won't say I was um, tired and yeah. <laughs> I wrote uh, Romy got called out for saying, oh, that she invented puppets. I invented Post Malone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why did I write puppets? Okay. I'm just laughing at myself. Um, so yeah, do we get to the point where we see that Alan Cumming comes in and he's very successful? Yeah, yeah and he's like beelining for Michelle, right? And, and then, then, go ahead. Jan- no, I think I was going to say Janine instantly is not attracted to him, which is helpful for the viewer because then it doesn't because because at this point Janine Garoppolo is kind of like their third best friend. Like they are they are almost already a trio here. Like they're the only ones that get each other at this reunion. And then yeah. I think it would have been uncomfortable. Like you don't yeah. want Janine Garofalo to get rejected by Sandy. Right. So she mm. just like turns away. And now, you know, now him and Michelle can fall madly in love. And but first they have to do that really strange tri- triple <laughs> dance. That dance. I love it. Is amazing. Like, and the <laughs> fact that he's like, yeah, of course she can dance with us. Like what? Why? And, uh, and this, the, the very, everybody's standing ovation just drawn out. It deserved a standing ovation. It's amazing. It's amazing. This, I think this dance has been recreated to time after time. Um, I'm sure so it, many people have. It's, oh yeah. But it's, it's amazing. I was reading that like they, the, the director in like even watching the first um, prom time after time with them dancing together, they kind of knew that this next one would hit because it's like, it should be so dramatic. Um, And I guess like, you know, Alan Cumming is a, you know, amazing Broadway Broadway star. Yeah. And then I think Mira Servino is a dancer. And then I think Lisa Kudrow like isn't as much. So that's why she's doing more of the like, <laughs> visuals with their hands and stuff. Well, although anyone he lifted done... them and they did, yeah. I mean, I think anybody could have done this dance. It's very because because I even knew that Alan Cummins is a dancer. Is like he is dialing it down. Or, yeah, I you think know, he's, yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. not a dance, but like he has the skills and he is like yeah, yeah dumbing it down for sure. a little bit. It's yeah, amazing. But we we didn't really even talk about it earlier. But that Janine Garofalo has several run-ins with a cowboy at her school who keeps flicking cigarette butts her way so she can light her cigarette. And of course he's at the reunion 
and it's Justin Ms. Thoreau, Mr. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, really, a really young Justin Thoreau. Yeah, um, I never got him. I didn't understand what why he's oh, I like. D- I do really. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will tell you, him as a cowboy at this reunion was like the closest. I'm like, okay, but normally I'm like, I don't know. I think he's um, like a Kirkland Paul Rudd. I mean, he's just the you, more intense. Um, I don't know. Yeah. He's not like really leftovers? doing it for me. I don't I yeah, watch didn't it. watch it. <laughs> Should we watch it and then we'll get it? I mean, because I don't really get maybe. it either. <laughs> um, it's like total. I mean, he's a very good looking man. I just didn't under. I just no, don't understand. <laughs> I just like don't understand like the sexy symbol like Jennifer Anderson yeah. sure got got hit Brad Pitt back. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, but then again, I also don't really have a thing for Brad Pitt. I know, but he's Paul at least, Rudd is all I'm saying. That's but sure. Brad Pitt is so much more unique look. I guess like Justin Justin Theroux. Yeah, that's not a very true. Unique looking person. That's I'm true. Like, I can that's, barely. Yeah, I could. Yeah. I would not pick him out in a lineup. Um, but anyway, they kind of like have a kindle, a spark, if you will, based off of cigarettes. So. And the one thing I didn't understand is like the running joke is how much this cowboy just like treats Janine Garofalo like garbage. But like, how does he do that? Like, why is it? Aren't they both like just flicking like, a butter? He has a light, and know. instead he just oh. flicks a cigarette at her feet. And then- oh, and she asked for a light. I missed. Right. Yeah, that. she asked okay, for a light. But, I mean, she still got one. I don't know. Well, got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So they they get together. Um and they're going to make out which we see later and uh billy uh romy gets her revenge on billy because he pukes everywhere and then he's like let's go to a room and she's like yeah meet me in the room um and then she's not going to meet him <laughs> that's like then he does a little back. pony dance um <laughs> he does he, like a pony he eats hay and does a pony <laughs> dance up to the room lifts his oh tail gosh. and poops yeah <laughs> lifts his tail and takes a poo um and then uh alan cummings is suddenly there with a helicopter this was in the running for my my dumber because i was like how did that just get there nobody heard yeah it. yeah come on come on it's a very well insulated building well, well they were my, all outside in my memory of this film this is part of the dream i'm like this is what i mean more yeah. i thought it was like one beat two beats. oh i see you can't possibly actually pick them up in a helicopter but he does yeah, he does. Um, and then uh, everybody comes out to watch them fly away safely inside the helicopter, not hanging on to it, as you may have remembered. Yep. I know. Yeah. Might have been splicing in some commando into that one. And then we have a six months later mm-hmm. in Romy and Michelle's boutique where Janine Garofalo buys a dress. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're kind of like all best friends. Yeah. And Sandy, we learned that Sandy has like funded this. Oh yeah. He's and I guess, it. I guess him and Michelle are together now. That's like a picture they don't really paint, but maybe they're not. Who knows? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, they're casually that vibe, right? talking about, we have to pay Sandy back. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that's the end, right? That's the movie. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I asked all, I asked a lot of my questions throughout the film. I think I got them all. I mean, me and Annie had the question of like, what did happen to that car? Oh yeah, you know, like the car that they borrowed, they helicoptered back. 
So oh, you just I do have Ramon one other question. Okay. I just don't buy that these two women could not get guys. But then my couchmate was saying, like, if they wanted to, they could have easily, but it that they weren't they weren't initiating that. But in the first scene, you see them like at the club, like no guys are coming up to us. What well, no. are we doing? <laughs> they say no guys are here. There's when literally no every, guys everyone here. else is dancing with a guy. They're just I like, know. yeah. So I guess, I guess I just don't buy slash believe. Now, well, like the ahead. concept of like coupling or having a boyfriend is like a different thing. And like, they could, they could easily probably have a boyfriend of any kind. I think almost anybody could be in a relationship if they're just sure Ramon willing to be in a terrible relationship or well, not. But feels, I don't be- yeah. I don't buy that they're not like picking up men on the regular or are they oblivious? So. What it seems like they're trying to paint is that they have too high of standards, I guess, because like that's the whole if you're okay. a suit salesman, then my shoe is filling with blood. Uh, and then with and, Ramon too, like anybody at Romy's work, she's not interested in. Yeah, mm. I think it's it comes back to the sort of the base of these characters as being two vapid club girls is that they are just, yeah, they're so picky, but don't think they're picky. Mm. And it's, yeah, and they're very like superficial of just like, what kind of job do you have? And yeah, okay. so it's, I think it's it's there and probably more so from an, a, a first draft Right. of the movie yeah, um totally yeah i know because okay. it's weird to, like with lisa kudrow's character it's weird to imagine her with sandy with anybody especially lisa kudrow's character because mm. she is just really not a thought in her head mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. so it's like what does this relationship look like like i think it's more Romy that's like um wanting to do anything you know it's like it's like mira servino that's like i want this or this or i feel this like Michelle, you would think like I, I think when she's like not talking to Romy, she's staring at a wall. <laughs> like yeah. not wanting a boyfriend necessarily. Do you know what I mean? So sleep yeah. mode. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> pretty much. Um so I had yeah, two questions from Nora. So one was any connection or any influence from this movie to Barb and Star go on oh. a holiday or whatever that movie to is. Vista Just, Del Mar. To Vista Del Mar, yeah. Uh, just the sort of, mm. I've got to think that the writers were very much pulling from That's this. And question. I believe that it could be the same characters. Yeah, um, I think so. I think anytime you have like peas in a pod, comedy, buddy, buddy film, you know, like, but like I, I, pe- I had so many people say to me like, did you see Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar? You will love it. You will love it. And then I watched it and I wasn't like, whoa. Yeah. Like Bridesmaids to me is one of the funniest female casted movies I've ever seen. And it still to me is like Melissa McCarthy can do no wrong to me. She is so funny in that movie. So for like, I get it. And also I love Broad City. I love Pen15 is one of the funniest things I've ever seen and it's heartwarming. So anyway, like I, I could see that, but I, it's not, maybe it's not particularly my <laughs> genre of female buddy comedy. Yeah. I, I, I'd heard a rave review from someone and sort of thought it was meh. I don't yeah. know. It, yeah. It I wasn't, I wanted it to jokes. be, I love freaking Same Kristen Wiig. Jeez Louise. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and I guess the second question was to each of us mm-hmm. where we were, 
uh, 10 years after graduating from high school. Oh my God, German Corner. It was the freaking year. It was, okay, um, 2009. Oh, I know where I was. Oh, I know where I was. God, it makes me, oh man, that's so weird. Well, I was in the grad school with Phil. No, I don't think you were. When did we meet? Oh, for yours, just because it wouldn't mine. be the same year. Yeah, <laughs> wait, you were. So wait, were we? <laughs> you were never, no. Blowing my mind. Yeah. You two. Wait, were we friends then? No. Shortly after it, I think we became friends more in like 2012 or 13. But in okay. but but when I 10 years out, I was living with Phil. <laughs> So I, we were Romeo and Michelle. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I was in you guys have been Romeo and Michelle for a long film. time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was living in Baltimore and I was a high school teacher and I, oh, yeah. oh I just bought a house. Oh yeah. Uh, I bought my house because I bought it in 2008, which thanks Obama. That was the only year <laughs> that I had to pay back the, uh, like first time home buyer loan that I got. Mm. Uh, I was Obama. the only one. And every time I did my taxes, there it was a big chunk of money I had to pay back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> Phil, what about you? Living in a group house in DC, fresh out of uh, Peace Corps, but yeah, was yeah throwing crawfish parties and um, working as a environmental consultant mm. for a consulting Aww, company. I like but... that question. Thank you, Norel. Yeah. yeah. Um, is this the longest title of a film we've watched for our podcast? I feel there's got to be that's why I started because I always subtitle. write it out and I kind of have like little titles like planes, trains, and automobiles. Girls just want to have fun, like, so those are some of the longest ones in the recent past. But mm. Romy and Michelle's high school reunion is very, yeah, mm, yeah. So, anyway, that was kind of a sub question I had. Time for Hummers, Bummers, and Dummers. Um, well, I mean, given the tone of the film, would you, would you guys want to start with what's dumb? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> dumb. Let's do a dumber. I have a dumber. Very, mm-hmm. Um, my dumber is it when they flash back in the yearbook and they're like, the first picture they look at is the one of Janine Garofalo. And it's like a picture of her back, like walking into nothing. <laughs> and I was like, what high school yearbook photo editor was like, <laughs> put, put that one in. That's a great photo that encompassed. Like nobody would put that photo in the yearbook yeah. of like the back of somebody's head with their fluffy hair where you can't tell where they're going. Right. But right. It's, it's funny for telling the story of like, where was she going? We didn't know where she was going, but that wouldn't fly in a yearbook. It's a good observation. Yeah. Um, I have a dumber that is also Janine Garofalo, actually. And I, th- I think this is true. Um, but in so, you know, when you know, when you've watched a trailer so much that when you watch the movie, you can p- pick out the pieces that were in the trailer. Yeah. Like one of them is like um, Mira Servino whipping her hair around as Madonna. And, and then I think it's like I couldn't find my top as um as Lisa Kudrow, but yeah, something that's in the trailer, I believe, at least I heard, uh, when uh, he- when Janine Garofalo first meets Romy at the car dealership, she Romy asks her if she wants to um, go to the high school reunion, and in the trailer, Janine Garofalo takes a cigarette and says, "I'd rather put this out in my right eye," and in the movie, <laughs> she says, "I'd rather put this out in my ass." And oh. I just think right eye is so much funnier. Like yeah. I like I just remember hearing the trailer over and over again and then seeing the movie and being like, oh, bummer. <laughs> 
Also, so on like a scale of like one to ten of like things I'd rather do, I'd rather put a cigarette out my butt than totally. in my eye. Not inside my butt though, but maybe on the outside. Then of my your butt. eye. There's... I'd rather in my butt than my. Oh eye. no, I guess. 100%. I guess the okay. eye is the last place I want to put a cigarette is out. Very sensitive. Not more sensitive than your eye. I would. You're right. Times. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. If this was an either or, then yeah. I'll pick my butthole. <laughs> so that's stop yeah, that's, forcing me to pick my butthole. Sorry, yeah. I never would. Yeah, that's my dumber. Um, uh, in a movie of dumb people, I don't have a great dumber. Mine is just gonna be, and it makes sense because I know it was a retcon. But when they had sort of the what? fashion retcon. Like a redo, what? like a fix, fixing, fixing it later, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, what does it stand for? Uh, Retro conversion, retrograde conversion. Be, yeah. uh-huh. I've never heard that. What wow. do you think I said? No, I thought that's what you said. I just don't okay. know what it means. Okay. Yeah. So, so when I was watching it, and they had sort of the fashion mean girl, she yeah. had like one line that was like not as mean, and then she suggests some mean shit later. And it's like, wow, that was a just singular line that like, yeah, didn't hold mm. true to her character. And I was like, I bet they're setting this up for something later that Got she's going to be the one that breaks. And it was. And yeah, it was just like, yeah, yeah. because it was like patched in later. I, it makes sense. But it was sort of a, a clunker for me. Yeah. Mm. What do they call oh. that, Katie? They call it a, um, what's your favorite? Uh, MacGuffin? It's a MacGuffin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um. So bummers, I have a specific teacher related bummer, Oh, which Ooh. is in the high school flashback when, you know, it's, it's in that scene where it's very weird that, that Michelle gets those like vegetable magnets stuck to her anyway. Oh, I strange know prank. that's a, that's strange a bummer. Prank. It's a very strange, specific prank. Well, why but- is Christy carrying around magnets at lunch? And why weird, are they? And why are they huge magnets? Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. She must have brought them like, to school. I and like hope. those vegetable magnets, mm-hmm. and yeah, I would totally. like them for my refrigerator. But anyway, that's not my bummer. It's still a bummer. But my bummer, more specifically, is that Romy and Michelle get up and they leave their trash on the cafeteria table. Mm, bummer. And who do they think is going to clean that up? Oh, agreed. You can't leave your trash on the cafeteria table. Outside in Tucson. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. good God. Rose. Yeah. So that's gonna be my bummer. Uh, what a good bummer. I mean, as somebody that works in a park with picnic tables, I yeah, you get it. Agree. Um, my bummer, and we touched on it. Um, is Alan coming face face prosthetic? <laughs> I I couldn't believe it. as a kid. I just remember being like, I know it's not real. I know it's not real. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? And as an adult, I'm like, okay, it's actually a little better than I remember as far as like it's smoother on his face. But mm-hmm. why did they do that? Like, I, it's just so ambitious to think that you could put a full yeah. prosthetic on someone's face and make them more attractive <laughs> like that. It's wild. And then the <laughs> then the challenge of making him an old man. <laughs> now they have to age Alec coming, but right. as a prosthetic man. So the older version of him is even crazier looking. Yeah. Because it's prosthetic on prosthetic. Anyway, I just couldn't believe that choice. And it's such a bummer. Word. Um, Man, I really don't have my... Uh, I don't have a great bummer either. I don't know why... Um, 
I'll just say the the bullying that goes on in high yeah. school. Yeah. I, I never, I mean, it sucks that it exists. I don't think I saw, there was little smidgens of it in, in my high school, but like nothing was too serious. Like I never witnessed a fight at my high school. Wait, it, were you the bully? Uh-oh. It was because, you know, a lot of people <laughs> fell down and ran away from me. No, I was. I can tell you it's rampant. I, you know where it's worse? Real, yeah. Middle school. That's yeah. the, that's. Yeah. The... By high school, I think the yeah. cool kids have somewhat identified themselves. As yeah. Like, it, it's cool to be kind or it's cool to like look like you're giving a shit. Weren't we talking Middle in this school, podcast about it. like super religious kids being super cool or was it something? Yeah. Else? Oh, no, I, I think, I think was we were talking about it in my high time. school, right? Yeah. 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 But anyway. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Philip. Bullying's bad. bad. Um, it's a bad. bummer. Don't do. Hey, for all yeah. our, our kid listeners, don't yeah. do it. <laughs> don't do it. And on top of that, like even the just the the Billy the Billy Christie bullying weird relationship is dark oh, and know. weird too. Like, guys, that can't be happy cool. for Oof. any of them. They have six kids or something. And, oh, that's yeah. it. Was not a good. Oh, once again, there's good. the dark part of this oh, yeah. earlier draft. Yeah. Uh, so Hummers, this one I, I ha- have. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go no. for it. No, go for well, it. Well, I have a specific. We talked a lot about lines. Kate quoted some lines in the um, beginning, but when they do the flat. Speaking of the magnets in the back, they do the flashback. Um, and it's funny when they like. Then they flash back ten years later, and Michelle says like, "And what a bitch taking your hamburger." I mean, what was oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I lost. Well, okay. I have a question about that because I assumed because they were doing so much fat shaming that she was, they were putting that moment in there of her like chomping down on that hamburger. Cause they were going to flash forward to her being overweight. Now that oh, character, gotcha. and then oh. she wasn't, but I was like, why are they showing her eating that hamburger? I, so you know, I never, I never get stealing someone's lunch. It's just such a yeah. weird thing to do. It's not know, even it's that gross. bad. It's just gross. Right. Yeah. It's like, I think they're going to be okay. It's you that's losing. I didn't really understand. I mean, it's what was that? Like, it is like, what was that? Yeah. Why yeah. did she do that? Yeah. yeah. But I... <laughs> The fact that they they like were telling the story to themselves, like remember when she <laughs> stole your hamburger? Just yeah, so good. No, that was it. awesome. <laughs> uh, mine, since I have one this time, it I mean it's sort of Janine Garofalo throughout this movie, but specifically at the reunion where they're saying like all the great things that people have done, and she just sort of spits out her drink and just like blah 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 blah. It was amazing. <laughs> it's just the. <laughs> this is all a bunch of bullshit and this is how much i don't care like her i could give two fucks attitude throughout this movie just made my day it was was really good it reminded me of danny devito and um always sunny in philadelphia where he just gurgles up beer (laughs) so good (laughs) um my hummer is in in the montage of michelle trying to find a job when she ends up at the discount store and she's talking to like her supervisor or boss and he gets on the, I think he gets on a walkie talkie or something or the overhead. And he's like, Lester, clean up the rat poop on aisle four or aisle five. And there's something about that that just made me laugh. It was like, it's again, very specific and like rat poop. Like, yeah, that's how terrible poop. this place is. Oof. The rat poop on aisle five. Yeah. I was like, mm. poor Lester. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that. Oh man, moment. that whole scene. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Oh, so. Talk about our outfits. Yeah. Does this? Oh, I know. All today is full of fashion. 
Oh my goodness. Um, does uh, anybody I know? Uh, Katie. Katie, I thought you were gonna go. You no, were, no, yeah. sorry, Great. sorry. Okay. Katie, I, I like yeah. your your t-shirt. It imagine you bought it at the Venice Beach boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the front of it just says, I hurt your feelings. And on the back, because you just turned around, says tremendous. Um, <laughs> yes. One of um, and then sort of peeking out from it, you have, uh, similar to Pony Boy, uh, one of the most fake, uh, fake bellies in, in the world, uh, sort of beer gut. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. yeah. I guess you got it in like a carnival or something like that, which <laughs> it's always good to have a costume and wear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beer gut. That was like so obvious. They were like, look at my beer gut. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. Um, No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, (laughs) Whose outfit do I describe? Katie's? Yeah. No, No, you just got your stuff. Fill up your outfit. Sorry. Uh, Like, how could I miss it? Um, I enjoy that you have an homage to a helicopter on your head with, it looks like just a you know, two blades of a chopper just spinning around and around this entire time. Very mesmerizing. Yeah. And then, um, you have some, a t-shirt that's lined in, um, I believe it's called care caribou marabou. It's that stuff. That's like feathers. It, 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 it's like, uh, feathers, you're talking about feathers, feathers, but it's, it's got a very specific name. I think it's either marabou or caribou listeners call in. I, um, I can check the tag, but I'm not going to don't check the tag. Know. It's, it's lining the collar, very nineties, very clueless, uh-huh. very Romeo Michelle's. Yeah. And on the front is an illustrated photo of Ramon and <laughs> in a speech bubble, it just says, baby, you can drive my car. Do, do, do. That's what oh, it man. Says. It's very nice. Nice. Thank you. Um, yeah. you appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I'll look it up. Bridget, I'm yeah, loving yeah. like your platform shoes. Thank you and for your... seeing my feet. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. And your very long, uh, you know, black roots, blonde Madonna braid. Um, yeah. I'm loving oh, sure. it. Yeah. It's, it's Madonna. Go on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, and your shirt that just has like uh Lisa Lisa Kudrow, um Mira Servino on and then uh Jim Henson in the middle with like little marionettes and it says I invented puppets. Thank you. Yes, yeah. that's what happens when you take a little nap when you've yeah. been working really hard. I've been working very hard and um I was not even laying down. I just want you guys to know I was sitting upright. Um but my work has been very challenging. So oh, oh man. When I wrote down puppets, I meant it. <laughs> um well, it's time to weigh in. It's Is time. it time? And it was my my pick with yes. the urging of Annie ICU and the help of Kate ICU. Katie ICU. <laughs> Kate ICU. Kate ICU. Um, so I'm I am really interested to hear what the two of you are going to think. And Bridget, this is such an example of a movie where I'm like, this one has gotta be. It's I like knew. girls just, yeah, ju- girls, just have to, ju- girls just want to have fun. And I, I have to look back at the other ones because there's some other ones too. I'm like. I don't even want to pick this movie, but I know Bridget will love it, but, um, I did want to pick this movie. And so for me, this movie is very real. Like, um, 
Annie was asking me what I thought about it today. And I, I will say it was less like of a full-time joy ride. Like there was, it, you know, like we were like, ah, I don't know if it was like the, quite the slam dunk. Like there was some parts that just lulled. There was like a lesbian joke. I didn't really much care for yeah. there was in the gate. Like some of the stuff just hasn't aged well. Like I think at the time it was shocking, but I will say like what I feel like is at the heart of this movie is for real and still very funny like the absurdist the one-liners and i do like that they retconned it to have the friendship and i think the spirit in just like i know (laughs) the spirit of like look how ridiculous this woman and like i love mira servino and like you know we haven't talked about her whole story but um the fact that like she kind of got blacklisted in in hollywood and we didn't get to see her for so long is so sad to me because i think she's awesome in this i think you know, Lisa Kudrow was like born to play Michelle and I love, uh, Janine Garofalo. Um, I like that girl that plays the Vogue editor, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I, yeah, I, I just really enjoyed it. And even though it wasn't quite as, it wasn't quite the plot I remembered either, but I was just, the one-liners kept me in it and I love it. I do think there is like this really, I, that's why I love this podcast. Cause I think there is this sense of nostalgia mm-hmm. that clings to movies that where you're like, well, I didn't remember it this way, but God damn it. Yeah. When I was younger. Like, yeah. I remember that. And, and for me, when you picked this movie, I was like, oh, well, like, thank God we're not watching blue chips again, because <laughs> this movie feels like something that like Bridget would like. Right. Um, and I enjoy I, everything you said. I agree with, um, to the fact that like, there's these really funny little moments that I thought were like really endearing. Um, but I, there was, because it doesn't have any like meat on it to me from Mm. my youth, it doesn't stick with me. And I found it, like, I was kind of disappointed. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like much more boring Mm -hmm. and like less engaging than I thought it was going to be. And Mm. then I started like, being, being kind of bummed more about like the things you mentioned that you're kind of like, well, it didn't age well. And I'm like, Ugh, these things that are kind of like icky, like gay jokes, or just the fact that like, I don't know the, the fat shaming. And I just was like, yeah. I think these are two really great actresses. And I guess I was, I'm more bummed that like a movie for women, like with women comedians, like wasn't funny to me. It just didn't hit home. Um, so I'm going to give it a not for real rating. It didn't, Mm. didn't quite hit it out of the park for me. I get that. Yeah. Tie breaker, breaker, tie breaker, tie breaker, tie breaker. I'm going to make y'all wait just because I found this amazing amazing sentence as I was trying to figure out what the origin of retcon comes from (laughs) and just how convoluted this is the term appears to have its roots in a 1973 book by e frank tupper titled the theology of wolfhart Pannenberg. Pannenberg's conception of retroactive continuity ultimately means that history flows fundamentally from the future into the past ah <laughs> retroactive continuity so retcon is specifically oh, about movies and and kind of like going back and being like well, that doesn't yeah. make sense we have to add this in. Yeah. it apparently okay. started with in the 1980s with like comic book fans of being called like retcon and then yeah mm. and then the example that was in the definition was uh about runaway bride so 
filmed in now that's Berlin, a film Maryland. that i could get behind Berlin. <laughs> yeah Berlin, I, I stopped saying it the way i used to because i've been that i was the <laughs> only one who thought yeah. and <laughs> anyways and proved wrong <laughs> i know very much wrong um so now on to my is it for real tiebreaker decision mm-hmm. um so this this is closer than I thought. I, I also thought it was like, oh, this is sort of a subver- subversive comedy. I mean, it was an R-rated sort of comedy about um, going back to your reunion. And it's like, oh, this should be really solid. It was closer than I thought, but um, it will be for real for me um, to not bury the lead. Um, it's more than I already have. <laughs> <laughs> Right, um, a comic book definition. Right. Oh my god. Um, it had some really solid jokes. I like the absurdity. It did have some lulls and some stuff that probably uh, or hasn't aged as well. Um, I think if Janine Garofalo and her sort of acerbic uh, wit wasn't in it, it a lot mm-hmm. of the jokes wouldn't have been there for me and it might've been a, a tighter call for me. So, um, but yeah, I'm saying it's for real. Nice. This. Yeah. Like, again, like I was intrigued to watch this and this is where, again, I'm like joyful that 85 movies in, I'm like so excited <sighs> that you guys are picking things I've never seen and that I like can blue chips. Oh yeah. Like blue <laughs> chips. And even this movie where people would assume I would have seen it. Perhaps, sure. Right? Sure. But there's only so many hours in your life and day that you're watching movies. And like, that's been the joy of this. And so I wouldn't say like, I, I didn't like the movie. It just, sure. you know what I mean? So that's why yeah. I just find it. So that's why totally. I like this process anyway. No, it's just interesting cool. to try to predict like what's going to grab. Yeah. What's going to grab you? What's not. And I'm trying to like take the meat off of it. I like the way that you said that Bridget, of like it, of its bones. And like, I think it's interesting to think how much my nostalgia would have swayed me mm. or did sway me because like, there's another way to see this movie of like, I don't like this at all. Like some of these things, yeah. like, if I would go down some of the rabbit holes, which yeah. I like those, those exact same tropes have really pissed me off in other movies that right. maybe I didn't have a nostalgia for. And, so I'm like, no, and I said, admittedly, several times at the beginning of this podcast, I'm still watching Friends, which is also a very right. much yeah, a fat shaming totally. show. Still, it is homophobic, homophobic fat, has shaming, homophobic right? yeah, fat yeah. shaming in it. So That's I can't, yeah. I can't, it's hard to grasp that. And I will admit that it is not appropriate. And it is yeah. bad. One so, thing that it, I think, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say that catches me and it, it, it's definitely nostalgia, so I can't separate it. But like another thing that I think helps me with Romy and Michelle is that I think the female writer really comes through. Like it feels to me like a story that was Why written. Why is there a male director then? I don't know. And that's like this controversy. But I do feel like in the, like Romy and Michelle are kind of in charge and that I, hmm. I do like like even with sandy it's like okay like maybe yeah. he's like financing them but I, I don't know it's just so focused on the two yeah, of them i get that and i i, I don't know i always kind of liked that i respect anyway. that here's my song you ready There are are 8,000 comments on this uh, LaBouche video. 
Oh man. And the one that's at the top says, that's one of the sickest beats of the nineties. <laughs> They're not wrong. They're that not really wrong. screams nineties, like freshman year scream- high school. To oh, me. it screams it to me. It is dance team. It's taking me back to my blue chips days. Uh, when I was on the dance team, it gives me anxiety because it feels like the around the time where I was supposed to know how to dance and felt like I didn't. So oh. I like, what am I supposed to do? But also, do how this? do you dance how to that? Dance Unless to you're that. doing a palms routine at a basketball game. Right, right, right. Nobody is feeling good about it. It's, it's yeah. like it's like those guys with the cocaine habit from SNL with the which is also inappropriate. I night at the Roxbury. Yeah, it's very yeah. night at the Roxbury. Very yeah. Ironically, I feel like Romy Michelle's reunion was high school reunion was kind of sold to be almost like the the female version of night at the roxbury in a way like it's in the trailer sm- way smarter than that I, well yeah know. like that's the thing like i think i think maybe that's why it was like a cult classic because i think people went expecting it to be mm. another one of these snl characters that should be a four minute sketch or less and is an hour and a half and i think mm. people were like delighted to be like oh <laughs> it's like real but it came out a year before night at the roxbury oh <gasps> Ooh, bum, scandal. Bum. scandal oh man maybe vice versa yeah <laughs> maybe it was another pannenberg's conception of retroactive continuity it's a retcon, <laughs> <laughs> it's a retcon. um should we thank kate dub it's kate w soon to be kate g Remember yeah said? Kate. yep kate Currently, Kate, Kate W, I see you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Thank Kate you. W, I see you. That was a very lovely intro. Yeah, for sure. It was very thoughtful and very sweet, and I appreciated it. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, Romy and Michelle, till your next reunion. Till- see ya. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was Tulu. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was waiting for yours, Bridget, but yeah.